Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back. And, uh, well, pre-season, Corey. Uh, we're going to get stuck right into that today. We're going to kick it off by talking a little bit about Rucks, I reckon. But before we do that, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media, mate? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elites, uh, Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Um, and as always, on the website, which isn't very active at the moment, but will be uh, www.supercoachelites.com. Uh, Bumps, thanks for tuning in today and joining us because I know you, you're not feeling the best. Oh mate, the uh, the smoke has devastated this uh, this city of ours, and you know that on top of the cold, it's just uh, look. Uh, things might be a little bit more low key than usual for me today, but we do have some good news, Corey. Uh, for those who uh, haven't accessed um, uh, like a, the Super Coach page, is that in by uh, Gold last year, whatever? I believe it's January nineteen, Corey, that uh, it opens for the rest of the people out there who don't have gold. Only five days, man. I'm yes. the influx of questions then. That's right. Um, no, it's good. It's good to be back. I've missed potting. Um, I've missed the sound of your voice. Uh, Bretta should be back for the next pod as well. Yep, and by all reports, very keen and will be a regular member again in uh, 2020. So for those that, uh, well, those idiots out there, Corey, that probably thought Brett was a little more knowledgeable than, than the great one myself here, Corey, they'd be pleased to hear that. <laughs> hanging for him to get back. I know I know Brett's got a, a small following uh, of true believers, true... Yep. Yeah. His mum, his dad, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe himself. Yeah, very, very good. Um, we are, we'll have the Patreon running up uh, very shortly. We'll have that free to uh, to everyone, probably all the way up until JLT, I reckon. And then uh, we'll, we'll kick in the, the paid services of the Patreon. And um, yeah, so keep an eye out on all of that. Um, should probably mute my phone. That'll be good. So we're not hearing da ding in the background all day. Um, yeah, we're here to talk about rucks, Bombs. Well, Corey, I don't know how long this podcast will need to last because I, I challenge you right now to show me a team that is half decent that does not contain the combination of Grundy and Gorn. Well, we should probably just say that at the moment we've both got Grundy and Gorn probably in the potty there. Yep, yep. I, I think that I think that's good. But however, Corey, there has been complaints from a few listeners out there saying that we're not in depth enough, that we're not exploring all options, that it's not enough just to say these blokes need to be locked. Corey, I'll tell you this though. Telling people that players like Grundy and Gordon need to be locked is not the, the cheap way out, Corey. It's just fact. It's just saying you've got the two players, right, in their position who averaged 128 or more. Actually, I don't believe there was another player in the league that averaged that amount of points, Corey. Why why would you not pick the why would you not pick the pair of them? Well, that's right. Well, that's exactly where we sit right now. But we will play hypothetical. We will play devil's advocate today, and we will talk about more ruck options out there. Um, Brody Grundy, I think, is going to absolutely dominate again next year. We've got the round one fixture up against uh, the Doggies as well, which historically he always plays well in too. So you got the VC on a Friday night in Brody Grundy from round one. Uh, look, at 705,000, is there any case you could make for him? I mean, because if he was a midfielder, you know, who averaged those numbers last year, it'd be a non-negotiable. So I don't understand why people are trying to cheap out in the ruck department. And you know why, Corey? Because there are, I'll tell you something about society. There's a lot of people that want to be heroes, Corey. There's a lot of people out there that want to say, you know what? I'm not going to start the best, best super coach player in the league because I'm going to get a leg up on the rest of you. Actually, well, you're an idiot, pal. 
would have loved to have Brett for this podcast because I did see his super coach. He had a tweet the other day. It's probably his first super coach tweet in a while. And come on, look it out. He done his three. These three locks in each line, or the three players he's looking at at each line, I don't know. And he had Sam Jacobs in there, so. Hold on a minute. I need. To, I'm, I'm going to bring <laughs> to myself because, uh, as you know, Corey, I don't even follow Brett, so I'm going to have to go on our Supercoach Elite page here because I've been blocked from uh, Brett's regular account just due to uh, certain content. Uh, I'd imagine three locks: <laughs> Grundy, Jacobs, Gorn, in that order. Now, now that there, Corey, very, very interesting. And I can't wait, honestly, I can't wait for him to actually get on the podcast here because, mate, he's going to cop an absolute serving. If he's starting Sam Jacobs at Ruck 2, now I don't care if he's sub 350k, Corey, if he's starting him at Ruck 2, he is going to cop the, the almighty of earbushings. It'll be interesting for the GWS podcast, that's for sure. Um, and Max Gorn, do we really need to say much about Gorn? He's been doing it for years years now. Um since the cerebral, cerebral man, I can't talk today. Uh, pest uh, Dizza was kind of tuning his name all those years ago. He's never looked back. Um, it, was, have, it was the back half of uh, I think it was a 2015 something like that. Yeah. I'll tell you now. Grundy's gone 130, 130 in the last two years. Uh, gone in the last four has gone 118 from a full season. Then he had 91 from half a year, um, and then 127, 128 in the last two seasons. So. Um, yeah, um, I mean, again, you're gonna you're, you're gonna get a player who's probably gonna average a minimum 120. Why not just sit and forget? Like the bloke's pretty much not gonna get injured, not gonna miss games. It's the same deal with Grundy. They're not gonna get injured. They're not gonna miss games. Well, we can't say they're not gonna get injured, but history suggests it hasn't happened to this point. So, you know, we'll, we'll kind of trend with that. I mean, why would you not just pick a safe 250 points every single week for one point? Three, five million, whatever it works out to be. Safe to say, too, that the rut curse is broken. I mean, the back-to-back happened with Grundy, but we've got these two there that are just absolute bona fide stars. And um, you know, we we aren't we we're not being very exciting. We're not thinking outside the square here, but that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about um, what's the best possible thing for you to do to start the season. And I can't see any way that not starting Grundy and Grawn. And I, I know it's one point five million if you include your bench player, but. It's just a no-brainer. Um, having a look, and, and these two on the VC captain option, I remember last year, I think well, the lowest score up until like round 10 would have been their, I think their opening fixture where they both dropped um, absolute trash. Um, but you're getting 130 captain score every week between these two. Yeah, providing you pick right and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, man, look, it is a no-brainer. I mean, who else do you go out and get? I mean... To go out and get Goldstein, who's only averaged above 115 once in his career. Um, you've got two blokes there who have done it two years in a row um, and more so towards the 130 kind of average as well. Yeah, you'd have to be foolish to do it. And like I said before, Corey, some people want to play hero, so let them play the hero. But uh, we'll be, I think, a fair way ahead of them while they're trying to scrap trades together in the back end to turn. Let's put Bretter up here, Jacobs into a, into a Gorn or something in the back end. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that was a big round last year too, wasn't it? That final round. We had a lot of the, like, I think McCray went massive as well. I think Grundy went big. Yeah, I can't remember, Corey. It's a, uh, I think I did score about 2,800 in the last round of last year, so it would make sense that about three players carried me that way. Yeah, 157. Man, 
man, some of these scores, like you just go, I'm just going through both Grundy and Gorn last year. Like the amount of 130 pluses and then, you know, Grundy scores of 157, 150, 157. <laughs> nice. Sorry, Bless you, mate. 145, 174, 165, 160. Like, and then you go through Gornies. You got a 145, 144, 149, 153, 151, 158. Like, 212. It's just, oh. And and Goldie, who averaged 112 last year, finished the year with uh, what looks to be, is that seven weeks? I think it is. Eight weeks. Eight weeks with a low score of 118. Apart from the final round when he came up against Gorn and only scored 69. So, um Goldie's probably a little bit overpriced just based on that eight-week patch there right before the uh, the end of the season. Top too. score of 148, too. Um, 176 in that, yeah. Oh, sorry, 176 down the bottom. Didn't say that. Yes, yeah, so only two scores above the 140 um, where the other two absolutely dominate that as well. Hey, can I tell you, yeah. can I tell you what we're going to get this year, Corey? Because I've seen a couple articles, so I can tell you what's going to come our way in terms of questions. People are going to be asking about Sean, uh, what's his name, uh, Darcy. Ah, uh, from Freo. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you mark my words, Corey. There will be an unprecedented amount of uh, questions being asked about him this year. Because there's been two articles, I reckon, in the preseason that says, gee, he's ready to take over from Sandy. He's a man mountain. You hear the players talking. He's very good in the air. You know what that means, Corey? Questions left, right, and centre. Uh, yeah, they scored one ton last year. And we will say this right now: fuck off, Darcy. <laughs> Look, the big thing, the big thing. Before we just harp on and make this the Gordon Grundy podcast, the big thing you get with them too is you get so much work around the ground. Um, you know, with the, you hear commentators say it all the time. Grundy's basically a second rover. Um, does an amazing job out in the field. Uh, so much work for his midfield. Gorn is so good at going forward, going back, marking the ball overhead. So good around the ground. You get other ruckmen that are right too, but that's where so like a bulk of their points come from. You know, on top of their ruck work as well. So those scores that other ruckmen would see probably a cap of one twenty. Just the work that those two do around the ground is the difference between that one twenty and the one fifty. And from week to week, it changes. And yeah. I can't say how you don't do it. We spoke just briefly about Todd Goldstein. You think he's overpriced. I also think he's overpriced. Um, I wouldn't be touching Goldie. If, you go, if you're spending that much, I think you're going all the way up. Rowan Marshall's an interesting one. Bonds, do you think he's kind of had his time now that they're going to use him more as a forward, a lot of rotation with... Um, Ryder. Uh, with Paddy Ryder. Yeah, Corey, if you recall, in the podcast last year, very early in the season, I told people to get Rowan Marshall. I don't know if you recall that or not. Or whether, like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Whether it was misinterpreted as don't pick him up. I'm not too sure, Corey. Um, however, I mean, I'm not touching him. And I mean, you know, we just said Goldstein was overpriced. Mate, he's only, what's that, 11K cheaper than Todd Goldstein. So if I'm picking out of them two, I'm picking Todd Goldstein. Toby, yeah. Just purely because of what uh, Ryder's going to bring to this team and, you know, the ruck time. And don't forget, I mean, they lost Bruce. and Was it Bruce they lost? Uh, yeah, One of them the, traded uh, to the dogs. Doggies, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if I'm picking one of them two, it's Goldstein. But um, can I see Marshall kicking up a gear again? No, no. I think he's still far too young to, uh, to you know, produce, you know, that 130 we might see from him one day. But this is not the time um, to pick him up. And people are just going to think about last year and think about how good the scores were and, 
let's not forget, if uh, we're basing everything on last year, then we'd all have the correct answers and 2020 Supercoach will be done and dusted already. So much nostalgia around the Royal Marshall pick. Like, it's it, it's that feel-good pick that, you know, you got him on his breakout, so let's continue it. It's it's way too much. Um, yeah, and I can't see him doing what he what he did. Scotty Lysette, 550, Jared Witts, 541, and I almost said Robbie Cruz then. Uh, Matthew Cruz are at 528. They ran off uh, 5 to 7. Out of them, I think I like Scotty Lysette the most. I don't think I'm picking anyone probably that is over 500k. Um, any of them got yeah. a chance to do anything? I mean, nah. if, what if Cruz had put out a full season uh, nah. you know, uninterrupted with injury, or is it just too nah. risky? No, not going to happen. Uh, Sam Walsh going to up his average of 200 this year, Corey, which means there's only limited points there for the Carlton players around him. Um, I mean, you can't touch Cruiser, seriously. I mean, if I'm picking one of those, I actually think Wits is probably the best. I think Wits is going to do what he does, and that is, uh, you know, just hover between that 95 to maybe 105 average through the year and play 22 games. But he's not going to elevate himself. I mean, we've got two players. I mean, we have to bring it back to this all the time. There's only two positions and two players who are capable of averaging 130 this season. Their names are Grundy and Gorn. Okay. All right. Uh, the low 500s, if you've got to pick a Ruckman. Rob, there's a couple that are excited about Riley O'Brien again. Got the solo reins uh, again at the Adelaide Crows. Um, for me, the Crows are too much of a basket case to be tr- trusting Riley O'Brien. He's, you know, he'll, he'll probably float around the 100 average again. Um how do you think yeah. the season will go? I mean, he averaged 95 last year in a year in which he scored. How many scores above, like, 150? It was, a, it was actually a few of them, wasn't there? So, again, he's probably someone who, you know, when you kind of factor those kind of things in, we'll probably only average, I reckon, 80 to 85 this year. Yeah, and big boy Benny, the return of uh, Tommy Mitchell, will that help him out? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to help him out, um, but no. I mean, his body is probably older than probably Craig Bradley is right now, to be honest, or, or Dustin Fletcher. He's, um, his body will be so banged up. I mean, I'm not going anywhere near it. He's been durable, consistent, but again, like the other Ruckman, he's never kind of been in that top kind of two or three um, that can average that kind of 130 points. Even 120 we'd take, to be honest, but... It's just not going to happen from Ben McAvoy. However, for those that sort of have a bit of more of a, a draft kind of focus, probably someone who can slide fairly deep, I would have thought, if he's kind of floating around and you need a number one ruck, very, very serviceable he'd be. Yeah, he's a great draft pick, and, and my draft ruckman is the one that I'm talking about next, and that's Stefan Martin in the Keeper League. I've still got him. Um, does a great job, done a great job for many years. Getting a little bit older now, um, but they're putting a good midfield around him, and You'd expect Stefan Martin. I, I think that average will come back up to about a probably 95, 96. No, he's doing nothing like he used to do around the ground, and for that reason, his average is going to continue to decline. I think you'll be all right, big Steph. No, but I'm on the total opposite sort of train there, mate. That'll be an interesting one. Uh, then we've got that next bunch, kind of that mid-price. You know, Bell Chambers who only paid 15 games last year, but the one that everyone wants to talk about, and I'd say probably at the moment is the third most picked Ruckman, is Nick Natanui Bombs. Let's have a good chat about oh. this. Three games last year, back end. He's always, look, he's always been a statistically fantastic point <coughs> for minutes played. You know, he, his point mm. per minute is always really good. The worry is, West Coast are going to be a good team next year. They're definitely, you know, you're probably going to see probably 60% game time early. Um, you know, they wrap, you, you got to wrap a, a star like Nick Natanui up in cotton wool. 
I don't think at that price it's worth the risk that comes with having Nick Natanui. Because if he goes down, it is so hard to get him to the next best. Not the next best, but to the best. Because you don't want you don't want to be picking Nick Nat to have him miss games early to use a trade to go to a Ruckman around the same price to then eventually upgrade to Grundy and Gorn after the buys. Because I assume that that's what most people are picking that Nick Nat for. They're not picking him to go the whole year. I reckon if you have Nick Nat, it means you you have to be running someone like a Jack Stephen or someone like that, Devin Smith. And uh, what it means is if he goes down, you're going to have to cull one of those players to, in order to get him up to Grundy or Gorn. What I don't like is the fact he's played 33 games in three years. Um, and I won't ever endorse this pick, Corey, unless we get, you know, a sub-150K player who looks absolutely set uh, to play the majority of the year, uh, who we can have on our ruck bench. So I don't mind carrying the risk of Nick Nat if we've got that bench cover. However, the ruck position kind of suggests that we never have that cover, which means... Uh, it's a no-go from me. I was actually going to play devil's advocate there and say if Sammy Draper took the number one reins over early for Essendon, would that change your mind in picking a 457 Nick Nat? Yeah, I'd probably even go further down and take Jacobs, to be honest, save an extra 100k there and uh, and get Sam Jacobs a little bit Brett-style. But it, it would be purely dependent on absolute confidence in Ruck 3 uh, getting minutes on the board. Yeah. Okay. Nah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We, we've got to. We've got to play these little scenarios because there, there'll be people out there that this is their theory. Um. Any chance you see Nick Nat getting to buys without missing a game? No. Any chance you see Nick Nat playing the year without getting injured? No. <laughs> okay. There you go. What have you did? What have you got to buys? What's the average without without an injury? Oh, he'd probably hover, and, and purely because his game time is probably going to be like 60% on average per game, he's probably going to do 95 to 100. I mean, looking at his sort of last decade of work, really, um, 2011 until now, his lowest average has been 90. That includes last year when he only had three games at 93. So, um, yeah, he's going to go 95 plus probably. So does that make him underpriced? Yes, but don't forget, you know, if he misses two, three games, whatever it is, if you don't have a Ruckman replacing them, what I'd, what I'd want to do is factor in those zeros and just then work out what his average would be because his average then might only be 65, 70 points per game if you've got no bench cover. I would love to see Nick Nat he put together a full season. To be, to be honest, I don't because I, I love him being a trap. I love people wanting to pick him up and I hope they all suffer. Corey, I hope they suffer. Well, go for it. I would love to see you back down in Divi 2. I'm feeling uncomfortable with you in Divi 1 as it is. That's fair enough. Uh, look, we all know the, the number one breakout target this year, Tim English. Oh, now, he will, Corey. I don't say this about many Ruckman, but he will be 120-plus average Ruckman at some point in the next three years, I reckon. Is it this year? Probably not. I'm pretty sure I said that last year. You said because he was 100 kilos, he was averaging 100. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's a given now. He, now. I think he might have flowed down back to 99 at some stage. The, There's too much running. So The, the prospectus has not come in. The prospectus has not come in, Corey, but the moment it does, I will send you a picture of his weight. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Oh, Actually, let's have a look at the doggy's website. They might have an updated uh, weight as you, as you sort of just move on there. I'll, I'll bring this up. Big Timmy English. 29 games, yeah. I, I reckon when Timmy English gets to that 50-game mark, 
he's going to explode. No, they don't. They've still got the old one. They've still got him at 93 kilos. Oh, shit. That's a few years old, that one, isn't no. it? Get your shit together, doggies. Um, yeah, no, I think Tim English is going to be a superstar um, moving forward. Let's put Mummy and um, Jacobs in the same category here because uh, do they want to play the two Ruckman together? What, what if, is if, thinking? if they played the two Ruckman together, Corey, they would be stupider, and I mean stupider, than Alex Rance's decision to retire. No sense. So who's the number one Ruckman then? It has to be Jacobs. It has to be Jacobs. There's no way Sausage Mumford, a.k.a. Fornox, as we dubbed him the last year, Corey, there's no way, right, he's coming out and playing football. He activated a trigger in his claws, which which enabled him to get another payday this year, and he will be there as pure backup, pure, I just said backup, yeah. pure backup, right, and in a coaching role for potentially uh, who sort of comes through next. He's not, he's on the list, Corey, but he is not eligible for selection, I reckon, at any point this year. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, yes, well, we'll talk about Sam Jacobs then. What did you say his price was? Three... Three forty-eight, I think it is. Value for money if he's solo ruck? Yeah, uh, is he underpriced? Yes, but uh, is he worth starting now? This is what you have to weigh up, right? Sam Jacobs, 348K, right? You start the year with 30 trades. Is he going to rise enough, right, to make it worth a trade, right? So you've got to also ask, is Gorn and Grundy going to fall enough to make it worth That's it? right. So let's say in the best case scenario, there is $200,000 gap, maybe one fifty dollars in absolute, you know, if you're really sort of peaking. But I reckon there'll be no more than two hundred. dollars or no, sorry, no less than a 200k gap between the two. You're going to have to downgrade a rookie who's gone, you know, up to 300,000. Downgrade him to get Sam Jacobs up to Gorn or Grundy. Are those two trades worth it? In my opinion, no. So the question is almost really too. It's like a, a Devin Smith or a Jack Stephen and Jacobs versus a Grundy and a rookie. Yeah, and I'll take Grundy and rookie. Because when we have a look at our teams at the moment, Corey, now I know that I can really only look at my team, but with what's sort of being discussed as well, there are a lot of uh, sort of midish priced, midish to cheapish priced players in a lot of teams at the moment. We look at the Doherty's, we look at Stephen Hills, we look at the Robertons. <coughs> sorry, pardon me, we look at Dodie, we look at Devin Smith, we look at Jack Stephen, we look at all these kinds of players, right, and think, why are we adding Sam Jacobs into that? You can't run a team of purely mid-priced players. It's it's not feasible. It, it might be feasible in the short term, but certainly the long term, it's not. A, you won't generate enough money to, to get a fully maxed team by the time finals comes. And B, by the time you're halfway through the year, a lot of teams who started with the pretty much a, um, a sort of premium and rookie kind of setup will be flying over the top of you. That's fair enough. Um... Another valued option here, or not too much value, but I think his injury is going to be under price. Toby Nankervis. Uh, Make the tank. Do you reckon he's solo at Richmond? Nah, see, you know what I learned last year through the um, through the final series in the back end, Corey, is that Richmond elected to play two rucks and it won him a grand final. Yeah, yeah so uh, if they're going to, and, you know, presuming that kind of worked, which, you know, they did win a flag by 80-odd points, whatever it was, why would they switch back to Sol Ruck now? Is this a great example of what's most likely going to happen at St Kilda? 
it's got the Nate before and you know kind of dominating and everyone kind of oh yeah this is Nankovic's year and um, yeah is Rowan Marshall kind of the same bubble as that? Yeah, it's not not quite the same bubble, but they're probably only you know a block from each other. I reckon the the difference with this is I think with Saints losing um, uh, what's his name uh, Bruce. Yep. Is that the one that left? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Saints losing Bruce, in comes Ryder, but also in comes Max King. And it's kind of like, well, how many th- – this has always been the question with St Kilda. How many of these big guys could they have played at once? You have a look at their forward line and they had – sorry, it's my dog just chews on a bloody chew toy here. Sorry, mate. Um, how can how can the Saints fit into the one team? All right, so they're going to start Max King, right? We know that. They're going to go with um, uh, Membry, right? And the other fella uh, – who's the other tall over down there? Yeah, Paddy Ryder, but I think they have another tall one, don't they? Or it's... Uh, well, Bruce left. <laughs> Modest. Um, yeah, no, I think they're all right now. Anyway, nevertheless, if, I mean, if they're going to play three of them, um, isn't that too many? Particularly when King's 200-plus, particularly when Ryder's 200-plus, particularly when um, Rowan Marshall's 200-plus. Membry would be close to 200 as well. It just it just really worries me about what it's going to look like. And I think Paddy Ryder Paddy Ryder is going to play a lot more of that forward role. Yeah. Um, now, what does that mean for Ron Marshall? I think what that means for Ron Marshall is he might do similar things, but I don't think he's really going to go to the next level though. Yeah, no. Ron Marshall's got a great set of hands too. I think they do want him almost on a 50-50 split up forward. He's very good overhead. He's a very good kick of the football, like very good set shot at goal. I think, yeah, and that's what the talk was coming out of St Kilda last year. Remember when there was, I think they were targeting Draper or someone from Essendon yeah. and they'd done his knee, ACL. Um, they said that long-term they see Rowan Marshall as a key forward. It, it should be enough to scare you off, and I'm not sure what they're thinking is there, though, because they've got King and they've got Membry, and I'm not sure why they think Marshall's kind of going to be the third prong in that attack. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit bizarre what's going on, but I, I think Ryder is probably going to be the more prominent forward, though. It seems logical. Yeah, it seems logical, and I think this is—I think this is just experience. I think they—they they know that Rowan Marshall is inexperienced. They know he's still young, and they just really want someone there to kind of really nurture him through the next kind of two seasons, and maybe teach him a little bit more of the ropes. Yeah. Um, we briefly touched on Darcy. You think it's a trap? I also think it's a trap. Um, do you think super coaches are getting sucked into what Aaron Sandlin's done at his height? And, you know, they're just thinking Sean Darcy's going to do the same, being so tall. I can assure you, Corey, absolutely assure you that if we wrote an article about some unknown player and said he was going to set the world on fire, that all of a sudden his percentage of ownership would just absolutely skyrocket. Every player is going to be written about this pre-season, Corey. But as we know, there's only going to be a handful that has Supercoach kind of gold. Sean Darcy at this point is not one of them. Strongly agree. Yeah, he's Look, he's... He's good for what they need, but he's not going to be a. It's not super coach friendly. Uh, Cal Sinclair only fourteen games last year, seventy three average. That's. I thought he would really kind of jump up and and take it next level. Does big Toby Nankervis, no, not Nankervis, um, what's that? Sam Naismith, sorry. Does he come back and ruck for Sydney, or do you think they'll still go Sinclair? Um. Yeah, they. I don't know. Sinclair kind of fell out of favour, didn't they? And they yeah. really didn't. They didn't really play a ruckman at the back end. They were using a Lear Lear for a bit, weren't they? So, um, yeah, potentially. I mean, maybe Naismith becomes that 
you know, if you if you want your Nick Nat or if you want your um, what's the ex Adelaide fella Sam Jacobs, um, maybe Naismith becomes that kind of option that people turn to. Two hundred fifty k, it's not too but, bad. The two fifty k on your bench and three fifty on your field, yeah, it's almost right. like yeah. find another hundred and just get gone. I don't know. Um, I think Ryan Abbott was the other one you're thinking of at St Kilda. So might, be- yeah, might, no, yeah, might have been. Now, didn't he just come from Geelong? though? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Jonathan Patton forward ruck. Yeah, it's interesting, and his price is look. He would have tempted me if he was fifty to sixty k cheaper, but at three thirty seven, I'm not going to touch. If he was between 250 to 270, I'd almost take a punt there. Prucy would need Gorn to go down to even be lookable. Uh, Peter Ladham's going. I thought he'd be a lot cheaper than that. 326 game, uh, 326k for a bloke to play for five games. Yeah, it did average 75 though in those games. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got Noah Bolter as a forward ruck again, Bombs. 257. Lock. And it was nice having a podcast. Corey, see you later, mate. Yeah, ciao, buddy. Uh, that's it. Now we get into the kind of cheaper options. Lukey Jackson, you don't expect, would play much ruck time this year. And 199k, um, although he was, what, pick three, was he? Pick three in the end, Luke Jackson? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of not a one that you'd be looking at. Archie Smith's still there. Do you reckon Archie Smith could take over as... No. Nah. No? Nah, still Steph Martins for the year? Yep. Uh, a lot of people looking at Darcy Cameron from Collingwood. I don't think he'll play overly yeah. that much unless Grundy was to go down. Um, but I, I think that's the security people are taking. Uh, if I'm going to pay 700 for Grundy and he's going to miss a game, they might be likely to play Cameron Darcy in that Cameron. game. So and you get a you get a, one, yeah. a ruck forward too at 123k. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, the one that I like is Sammy Draper. Bombs. I mean, you know, I've been big on him for a while. He did do his ACL early last year. Um, he's back running and everything now. I think Sammy Draper will play a game. Uh, will play games this year, and I think that he will actually edge Bell Chambers out if he can remain fully fit as number one ruckman. Probably come back into the season. It was the uh, first week of May in which Draper did his ACL last year, so we can probably expect him. What is that? Uh, early week of May might be around round six, round seven. So yeah. potentially we could see him around that point. I reckon. I reckon he's a he's a talent. And you seen? Remember what St Kilda were going to offer him? They were going to offer him something ridiculous. Yeah, it was. We hadn't played in a game of AFL, so um, I like that. Matty Flynn at 123k, he could probably get some games for GWS this year. He's been pretty good in the Magoos. Um, other than that, there's not much there. Jordan Sweet, remember how much he was teased last year? Was it last year or the year before? I think we had him the year before on the bench. Are you sure? I thought it was last year that... You know, no, no. Were, no, no, no. They were teasing that he was getting, might get a game. Oh, was it him? Yeah, I think uh, so. I don't yeah. know. Um, and other than that, there's only 102k Ruckman. That's yeah, Matty and, Connery. And you know exactly how I feel about this. You know, in all the positions, Corey, about the lack of $102,000 options. Pathetic. Yeah. Absolutely pathetic. Not ideal. All right, let's play a game. You were not starting Gorn and Grundy this year. They've gone down mid-season. Who are you, Ruckman? Um, Goldstein. Yeah. That one's quite easy. And based on average, Nick Nutanui. Yeah, I think I would be the same and kind of try and have an insurance line sitting on the bench. Um, yeah, don't think I could go like a Rob or anyone. I'd, I'd probably, yeah, just keep it safe and do that again. It's the most boring line um, in the 
entire Supercoach game. It's a line that you shouldn't overthink, though. And I think this is the problem. A lot of people, I think the way they pick their teams is they might start down back, you know, just because the way it's set up, or start in the midfield and and then pick their team that way. So by the time they get to Rucks, I think they're a little bit scared. Um, I know when I picked my team, the first two things I'd done was went and selected Gorn, Grundy, and my Ruck bench player, and then selected the rest of my team around that because they're the most... They're the two most vital pieces in the whole game. It's interesting that you say that. I do mine um, in a bit of an opposite way. I kind of start at, you know, two two 250,000. And, you know, based on position, if I really like, say, the names of five or six, I kind of hammer those ones in there, and then I just fill it up with primos. Okay, so for instance, give me an example there. So say, for instance, I went to, like, say, my forward line this year, right? And yeah. when I started my forward line, I thought... Ooh, and I went a little bit more expensive because I knew Dev there was going to be a few prices, but I went, ooh, Dev Smith, ooh, yeah. Jack Stephen, ooh, Rankin, ooh, King. I thought, gee, they're probably four that can just start directly on my field. So lock those kind of four in, then I go yep. to another line, and I'm like, ooh, Marlon Pickett, mm, Devin, you know, uh, Dylan Robinson, Stephen Hill, and and all these kind of players. Picked all those, and then I thought, oh, that's looking like a pretty full team now. I'll just be able to pick my primos around this, and uh, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, so I, I'm definitely go pick your rucks first. Um, I'll normally kind of float into the midfield or defence. I'll normally pick the, a couple of the primos I want and then start working backwards from that. Um, but yeah, no, interesting. Have you changed anything since... Corey, no. Uh, since the last time we recorded, was that New Year's Eve, whatever, this is, uh, I assure you, the first time I've logged on since. And um, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, hmm, Pretty happy still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. There's a look. There's a lot in mind that I'm kind of looking at and thinking, yeah, you could probably go and and, and whatnot. But um, there's no. I don't think there's any point in going on and playing around with it too much this year. I mean, there's no harm in having a look at players and checking prices. But I mean, you're gonna ch- you're gonna change your team 450 times, so I wouldn't go over the top. And you're uh, gonna feel very differently about that in like a few weeks' time because yeah, in a few weeks' time. Season. Well, maybe not a few weeks, maybe four or five weeks. Games start getting underway, whatever it is. You're going to be like, all right, now I've got to get this rookie there. I've got to get this rookie on the field. Okay, now I can afford an extra rookie in my defender now, which means I can shift 300K from my defense to my midfield. And you're going to be buzzing and flying things around. Yeah, well, uh, I think that's good. Anyway, no, you're right, mate. Sorry about that. Anyway, you see Gorn and Grundy not starting a new team. No, there's. I mean, unless the preseason injury happens, um, they will be one and two in my team. Beautiful. All right. Well, on behalf of Bombs and myself, uh, peace out, community, and uh, thanks for listening.